All right, bottom dwellers, we got some uh, breaking news. We got some breaking news out of the uh, the Sinai Peninsula. Um, it looks like there's a container ship that is blocking the Suez Canal. Now, uh, this container ship that's blocking the canal, do we care about it? Uh, a lot of people here in the U.S. don't really uh, know a whole lot about it, nor do they really seem to care a little bit about it. But it's going to be hitting your pocketbooks pretty soon here. Right, Johnny? That's correct, dude. You know, first of all, first and foremost, what are you drinking over there? This is a news update. I didn't have much time, but I have a hazy IPA by Sierra okay. Nevada. Okay, hazy IPA. Do you know what is in this delicious Raiders? I'm guessing a hazy IPA. Mm. It is a from Sierra Nevada. It is a mermaid blonde. You busted out the mermaid blonde. <laughs> I had. That is a that is a news update. A Port Town Divers Mermaid Blonde. I had a, that was our uh, first beer we brewed that's together. Correct. I had a delicious Mermaid Blonde in the back of the fridge because, like you, I didn't have time to really get anything going. So I drank all my beer on the weekend. I didn't have time to go get any beer. So I was digging through all of Stacy's wine coolers and all that other nonsense, and I found a delicious Port Town Diver Mermaid Blonde. And you're wasting it for a chamber run news update. That's right. That's absolutely right. That's how serious. That's how serious this is. Yeah. This is serious. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this ship, the Evergreen ship, right? I don't think anyone really cares about it right now. Even my parents. I talked to my parents about it. They don't know anything. My dad works in the port with us. He knows nothing about it yet. I think it's because, like you said, it hasn't really affected us. Over in Europe, it's probably affecting them dramatically, right? So we have this huge, enormous cargo carrier. It's 1,300 feet long. <laughs> and uh, it's longer it's, than the Suez Canal is wide. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's stuck. That's a stupid it's, thing for me to say, right? <laughs> yeah, it is, it is stuck. Like, it is going absolutely nowhere right now. They tried to... Uh, refloat it this morning they tried that did not work right now i don't know if you've seen the picture but they're they're literally trying to dig it out from shoreside with a little, little tiny excavator this little tiny excavator <laughs> so this huge ass ship and they're just like <laughs> not doing anything you're doing yeah, it's nothing like taking a trowel it's like taking a trowel to it I mean, if you look at the pictures, the size of that excavator compared to the ship, man, that nose is dug in there. Right. Bad. Yeah. We have 120, it's 120 miles long, that canal. It's 120 miles long of nothing right now. No money. No money flowing in, no money flowing out. Let's talk about the money real quick. Um, looking at the numbers right here, $400 million an hour. 400 million an hour right and uh right 9.6 billion each day each day that thing's stuck 9.6 billion dollars is being lost that's so according that to Lloyd's. Amount, that dollar amount must have went up because of the the lloyd's estimate was a little bit low earlier in the day when i researched it so we're looking at that's a pretty penny i i mean that's a lot now initially they thought they were going to free this pretty quick but now weeks. they're saying it could take a yeah, week it right? could take weeks, weeks not even yeah. a week. weeks. it could take weeks that's 12 percent of the seaborne trade that canal 
So you know take what I mean? Containers off, empty the ship, and just cut her in half. Okay. Okay. Well, see, cutting in half. That's where some of these people are saying, like, okay, let's take the weight off the the ship by pulling the containers. That has some danger to it. It can make the ship unbalanced. Some are afraid that taking the containers off might mess up the weight, and it might break the ship in half. So essentially, if you want to cut it in half. You can, or you can just say what you said today, screw it and just blow it up. <laughs> I, I, I think that's probably <laughs> the best idea at this point. I mean, just empty it make sure there's no liquids in it and just blow the damn thing up and uh, get it out of the way, you know? So all these other ships are, are, are backed up. So you got to remember, you've got two ends that these ships are going through and it's backing up above and below. So it's, it's definitely a huge dilemma. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. It that ship is the size, or I think bigger, of the Empire State Building, Empire State Building, and the canal is only three hundred foot wide. So it's just crazy. Oh, you know what they? Here we go. I have all also this. Uh, what's transported through that canal is one point nine million barrels of oil. That's daily. And 1.2 billion pounds of cargo annually. That's so much money. Amazon, when they were talking about Amazon, all your stuff's going to be super late. Oil prices are going to go through the roof soon. It's going to have a global impact. And you know what the the uh the europeans right now they are i mean this is a, like 24 hour news cycle for them because it's right it's directly affecting them yeah you know right now as we speak they're so, first. i mean it's big news over there it's big news yeah and, they're uh, first they're first yeah. on the hit list so all right so what we did today is uh we, we ended up talking with a marine engineer now uh he does handle a, a lot of uh maintenance on the ships there at the port of long beach but uh he also has some insight of the uh, suez canal he had a uh, travel the suez canal a couple times in the uh in the 90s so things have changed a little bit but i called him on the show just to give us a lay of the land just kind of give us an idea of uh what it's like going through the suez canal and how something like this could possibly happen you know and uh yeah, he, he, he can share some insight, so we're going to give him a call right now. All right, so we have Chris Cole with us. Hey, Chris. Hey. Hey, so, so Chris, we were talking about the Suez Canal, and uh, I know you had mentioned that you had been through the Suez Canal sometime in the 90s. Can you give us a little bit of the uh, story of how you went through there? Like I said, we're, we're just trying to get, like, a lay of the land, you know, as far as, like, the people and the weather and, you know, the – how narrow it is and how something, you know, like this could happen. Okay, Armando. Well, uh, the background is I got hired in 1989 to crew in a boat from Sri Lanka uh, to the south of France. Mm -hmm. It was a 65-foot motor sailor built in Germany in the 1960s. It's, it was wooden. It was a fishing vessel that had been converted into a yacht. And uh, I sailed as engineer, dishwasher, that kind of thing. Uh, from Sri Lanka, we left in uh, January, uh, arriving in Suez 
in early February. And uh, we had the anchor there for probably about a week for repairs, take on fuel, that sort of thing. So and what was so the I process of going into the Suez? Do, do you just like go right in or do you have to have like pilot boats and stuff with you or like, how's that all work? I know your vessel was a little bit smaller, so you probably didn't have a pilot. No, we did have a pilot. That, that's part of the reason we were there for a week. If I recall, this is a long time ago. This is, this is at the tail end of the cold war. Oh, wow. And so there was uh, all sorts of naval traffic going through the Suez Canal at that time. Uh, if I remember right, it was southbound traffic went between probably sometime around six o'clock in the morning and noon. And then northbound traffic went from sometime afternoon till in evening. So the, the canal is only wide enough to take, or at that time it was, uh, traffic one direction or the other uh, scheduled by the time of day. Now, Johnny, I so think you said they widened it, right? I'm, I'm sorry for talking about yeah, it, Chris. That, yeah, back in, uh, Armand, do you got me? Yep. Back in 2015, uh, the government opened a major expansion on the canal and provided ships with uh, 22 miles extra, I think. I'm pretty sure. Okay, so it's, it's probably the same, I think, Chris, the, the whole one ship thing. Like, I didn't realize it was uh, that narrow. Yeah, I mean, when I was on the canal or in that area, the canal had probably not changed since the time it was built in the, in the 1800s. <laughs> so wow. It was... It was probably not much different than the original French construction, which was just a large sand berm on one side and a large sand berm, a levee uh, berm on the other side. So we, we had to wait for about a week to get repairs done and take fuel on and those sort of things. And, make, and then also part of that was making arrangements to get the pilot. That was a requirement. We had to have a pilot. Okay. And... Smaller vessels were um, suggested by pilotage books that smaller vessels go in convoys, uh, probably to mitigate costs, but also not take up so much space in the canal. Mm -hmm. So we traveled in convoy with, I want to say, four other smaller vessels going northbound. Okay, so you, you traveled in convoy with the pilot boats. Um, when you were going through... No, the pilot on board. Oh, okay. Each, each vessel had a pilot on board, and and um, the pilots were notorious from the pilot books and just from experience speaking to other people. Of uh, they were hired by the or they were employed by the canal authority. Okay, but they were um, they were notorious for uh, uh, demanding baptism, demanding payment, uh, demanding you know uh, trinkets. Uh, favors that sort of thing so it was recommended that you provide them not only with a tip but other little favors like t-shirts so this is where we lost the recording with a uh, with chris our marine engineer and um the rest of the stuff that we talked about was about the composition of the uh of the banks so the banks were were uh, it's not just sand he said it was a lot of a uh, lot of petroleum product and fuel, and uh, it turns in it turned into a mud type of thing. He said that that uh, it looked like really clay like, so that also adds to the uh, the problems that we're seeing 
with the uh, Ever Given. It's uh, it's stuck in almost like a clay-like material. So we talked about that there was a lot of suction that uh, that is happening right now. So they need a lot of tugs to pull that boat off of uh, off of the banks. So uh, either tugs, and then we also talked a little bit about uh, different techniques that you could possibly use to uh, free the ship. Uh, we even talked about the potential of using uh, divers to do dredging or dredge ships and, and things like that. But all of it was hypothetical. Had a great conversation with uh, Chris about um, about kind of like the area. You know, he mentioned uh, a lot of stuff about the weather. There was a lot of, uh, you know, sandstorms and heavy winds. So it was almost like a he was a, he was in a big sail going through the Suez Canal. So there's a lot of uh, environmental concerns and environmental hazards. He also mentioned that you couldn't just turn the ship around if you were a container ship stuck behind this uh, this ship that was blocking. Uh, you can't turn around, obviously, because of the width of the Suez Canal. You would have to get tugs to pull you back to go aft. So that's going to be the same on uh, both the north and the uh, south of the uh, the blockage. So it's going to be very expensive. They're going to have to have tug tugboats for uh, every single container ship that's stuck to be able to pull them out. They have to pull them backwards. And uh, that was about it. Again, Bottom Dwellers, very uh, very sorry about the uh, technical difficulties, but this is a uh, news flash, news briefing, um, unedited, uncut. This That's how the uh, chamber runs are going to be. So bear with us. And uh, again, back to the show. All right, so dude, that was a lot of a uh, lot more insight than I thought about the canal from Chris. You know, so yeah, yeah, we kind of got a good idea of what's going on over there, especially that ship being stuck. I thought it was just sand, you know, but you know, it's it's so it sounds like almost like clay. Yeah, it doesn't sound very doesn't sound very good and pleasant over there. No, um, for a lot of people that know about that kind of you know clay or whatever, it's it's tough to get out of it. Right. You know, I. It's it's a sucky situation, but I'm kind of excited to see how this is all going to play out. You know what I mean? I don't know. It sounds like they're going to have to dredge those banks, you know, because that little right. excavator is not going to cut it. I mean, you're taking little tiny buckets full of uh, material, and that's yeah. that's not going to be enough. Are you going to getting... use? Are you going to use divers? That's what, like I said, that's what we were talking about. I mean, I don't think so because the amount that needs to be moved is quite a bit. But then right. again, there are large, uh, you know, large airlifts and, and, and uh, suction, you know. So I don't know. It's, it's going to be one of those, uh, those weird things where they're coming up with plans as we speak. They're going to try a bunch of things. And I think ultimately they're probably going to offload the cargo and uh, blow the ship up. That's honestly what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's well, going to be the fastest. Know. That's going to be the fastest. You, know, you, you never know. You never know. I'm, I would suggest everyone at least look it up. Look what, look what's happening out there. Cause it's, it's pretty intense. Pay attention. It's going to affect the oil prices and it's going to affect us. You know, we're not going to feel it right now, but we'll probably feel it in a month or so. Um, we're trying to get trying to get somebody from the port of Long Beach or the port of Los Angeles or or a port on the West Coast to kind of comment on uh, what it's going to potentially do to the global supply chain. It doesn't sound like a big deal, but I mean, what did they do before the Suez Canal? You know, they just had to wait for their stuff, right? 
But the biggest thing right now is that it's already a weak global supply chain because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And to throw this on top of it, it doesn't doesn't make for a good situation. You know, it's it's never going to be a good situation. But, you know, uh, yeah, so it's it's still developing. We're going to continue to cover it and we're going to try to uh, try to get some more more uh, names to come out here and to be able to tell us a little bit about what's going on. So the Europeans, like I said, are up in arms right now and uh, they're they're starting to panic. You can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. Awesome. All right, guys. So this was your news update, your uh, news flash, and hopefully uh, we'll have some more yes. information for you for you soon. Don't we have uh, another episode coming out? Friday? We've got we've got an episode coming out tomorrow. They're actually oh yeah. By the time I post this, it's probably uh, probably going to be today, Friday, uh, March twenty sixth. Uh, we have an episode with uh, Jeff Powers, and he was an instructor at Oceaneering college of oceaneering mm-hmm. at the coup and uh mm-hmm. he's the current uh coordinator at chino state prison um I, f- I i forget the name of the actual dive school the dive school has a name it's not called chino state prison right i always forget the name yeah so uh we have him coming on and then the following week we've got a special treat and uh we've got somebody from the space force so that is a big episode Really, oh, really talking to him. Yeah, we got a Space Force guy. Yeah, right on. So Space Force. He's with the Department of Defense Space Force. He worked at a NBL at the Neutral Buoyancy Laboratory as well. So uh, again, like I said, special treat. Got a lot of big things coming up and uh, stay tuned. And we're going to keep covering the story for you guys. All right. If you don't care, you don't care. That's fine. You're going to you know delete it or not listen to it or whatever. No big deal. But, you know, yeah. it's, it's yeah. going to impact a lot of people, especially uh could potentially impact some of the uh, divers and uh, dredging and marine construction companies out there in uh, yeah. Egypt. So this is a worldwide yeah. podcast and uh, we care about every single one of those uh, divers care about everybody in, you know, in the sea. So yeah. anything on the water, we're going to cover. Yeah. All right, Johnny. All right, man. All right. So we'll see you guys. See you guys soon. I'll be diver yeah. out. Cheers. <laughs>